This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Welcome to our Squiz the Election series, your shortcut to the 2022 federal election. For the major players on the inside of an election campaign, it's a hectic whirlwind of travel, announcements, meetings, events, press conferences and politicking. With a lot at stake, it's a fast and furious few weeks. So in this episode, we're going to give you some insights into the nuts and bolts of how they pull it off. I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. I think many people that follow the election campaign closely would have some sense that there's a lot of organisation and logistics involved. One day they're in Perth, the next it's Darwin, and then it's on to northern Tasmania. They get around, but it's not just the leaders that have to move around. No, there's a whole entourage that comes with an election campaign if you're the leader of a major party. You get a couple of planes when you're in an election campaign, uh, a small one for the leader and their advisors, and then there's a larger plane for the press pack that comes along. When you say they get a couple of planes, these are from the RAF, the Royal Australian Air Force. They're part of their SBA fleet, that special purpose aircraft. Five of these planes are made available in a campaign. Two go to the coalition leader two to the Labor leader, and one goes to the Nationals leader for their famous Wombat Trail. Yeah, and at the start of the campaign, you can hear the opposition leader's advance team squeal with glee (laughs) for not having to rely on commercial flights to get their boss from A to B. It's an experience that they don't have just in the run of the mill time. It's Mm. only when a campaign comes around that they get that kind of logistical support. It's an expensive exercise. For example, the cost of one of these RAF flights between Canberra and Sydney costs taxpayers about $5,000 for one plane. That was a few years ago, so it's probably a bit more expensive now. And you can see how the expenses add up then over five planes, over six weeks of a campaign. And when you look at the map of where they're travelling, that is one hell of a bill that taxpayers are footing. Well, we don't pay for all of that. So you know the campaign launch that the coalition is having about two weeks out from polling day. That's technically the official start of the campaign period. And from there, the parties have to pay for the travel expenses of their politicians and staff. And the media also will be chipping in for their seats on this crazy ride too. That explains a little why campaign launches happen in the middle of campaigns then. So getting from A to B is one thing, but there's a whole lot of logistical shenanigans that go with travelling. You've got to get your luggage, you've got to check into hotels, you've got to have a set up to get some work done. Yeah, that's exactly right. So the campaigns have staff to get the bags off the planes to the hotel and into the rooms. That way you can get back at the end of a long day and at least know where your stuff is while you prepare for the next event or in the case of the media, file your stories for the next day. And to do that, the campaigns need a fully functioning office in a hotel room or two for the leader and their team to meet and set up. And that includes computers, secure Wi-Fi, uh, printers, TVs, something to eat. In the olden days, a fax machine also (laughs) featured. 
Uh, because along with doing the stuff that we can see, uh, the visits to businesses and factories and footy stadiums and schools, uh, the press conferences that shape the media commentary as well, there's a lot going on in the background that the travelling team need to have set up uh, for their day on the ground and preparing for the next day. Uh, ads going out, policies that are being announced, it's never ending. So the days are pretty hectic. What about the nights? It's not unusual for the leader and their team to have to do fundraising events, uh, whether they're small exclusive bunches uh, that the media will get nowhere near or bigger events that the media can come and film, those speeches and those guests. So busy days and nights sounds exhausting, if you ask me. Let's now take a look at the kinds of events that are typical in a campaign and how they come about. All right, Claire, we've jumped on our RAF jet and we've landed at our next campaign stop. Our bags have magically appeared in our room. The office has been set up. What are we doing? Where am I going? What am I announcing? How does that all work? Because there's a lot going on during these days on the campaign trail. Yeah, so now's the time to turn our attention to the program. Mm -hmm. Uh, The program is everything. She or he who keeps the program in the leader's entourage is one of the most important people in this whole show. So the program is literally a document that the advancers have put together in consultation with campaign headquarters and the leader's senior staff, covering the events of the day from sunrise to well past sunset. And it includes everything from the sunrise time and the weather, which sounds a bit OTT, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's important for planning morning and evening TV interviews. Uh, There's a guide on what to wear. Uh, The advances will have discussed the dress code with the people hosting and meeting the leader to ensure that everyone feels comfortable and so that the leader isn't embarrassed by turning up either over or underdressed. It's also a minute-by-minute breakdown of each event of the day, including all the key information. Who is the leader meeting? What's their role? What are the key issues? What are the sensitivities? And with the best of intentions, these plans are meticulously made weeks and months in advance. But once a campaign starts, a lot can change. Uh, It's safe to say it's always the last document to be printed and slipped under the hotel doors of the leaders and their staff each evening. And that is why the person who's in charge of locking all that in so the next day runs smoothly is the ultimate VIP. Claire, we've mentioned the advances a couple of times. Give us a rundown on their part in all of this. So advances are the people whose job it is to go ahead and make the day run smoothly. We're talking about everything from making sure that the leader gets something to eat in the morning to getting to bed on time. Uh, They're also responsible for identifying and arranging those campaign stops. To do that successfully, you need high organisational skills, high political nous, and a high ability to know what would make good pitches for the media. And because the campaign moves fast, during a campaign, the advanced teams tend to work in kind of a leapfrog situation. Yeah, so Team A goes ahead the day before a visit to sort out those arrangements and make sure everything is locked in. And then they stay for that visit while Team B goes ahead to the next day's event. And you just repeat that over and over for six weeks. Claire, one of the things advancers have to be an expert in is flag fluffing. Yeah, when it comes to (laughs) setting up for those big political moments, there's nothing more important as a symbol as the Australian flag. Mm. The Federation star, so the big one, should be the prominent star on display. 
This is achieved by forming a very neat triangle Mm -hmm. and then draping the flag and bringing that star to the fore. Uh, Morrison's and Albanese's advances will be travelling with a telescopic flagpole for ease of transportation. Uh, It's not without risk, though. Experienced advances will tell you that it's important to ensure that it's securely extended and not at risk of a mid-speech collapse. Oh, yeah, a flag collapse mid-press conference or speech would be one of the shots of the campaign to be played over and over again. Not a thing you want to have happen on your watch. So that's your quick fire look at a day on the campaign trail. It sounds like a lot of hard work, but plenty of adrenaline, maybe even a bit of fun to those involved in pulling it all off. Yeah, but the pressure is huge. Mm. The travelling team needs to be on their A game to make it all work. And the leader also has to be the team captain and the one who has to perform for the cameras every day. Uh, It's not just a press conference. There's also the hours and hours that the media is around every day. The leaders have a close team around them and we're going to get into exactly who those people are later this week. But that's enough for now on the campaign logistics from us. If you do have any questions about that or any other process or element of the election campaign, send it through to hello at thesquiz.com.au and we'll have a crack at answering it on our Saturday podcast, Ask the Squiz. You can also find each of these episodes on our website in a written version as well if you know anyone who'd like to have a read or a listen. I'll pop the link in your episode notes. Thanks for listening. Until next time. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.